Hello, everybody. Welcome to. Can you guys hear me well? I'm, I, I realized I should have. Yes. I should have asked this before we started. Rolling uh, start. And uh, hi, welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. As you can see or hear today, I'm here with Brandon. Hello, people. And of course, the ever incomparable Kelly. Hello, everybody. How are you guys today? Oh, today hasn't been too bad. Uh, it was actually my niece's birthday. She was here with her daughter, so we hung out for a few for an hour or two after I got out of work. It was nice. How fun! Uh, that's wonderful. You know, yes. Kelly, I missed you last week. I missed you. Too. It didn't feel like a podcast without you. I, it it didn't feel like a podcast without you being here. Well, I appreciate that. But we're happy you're back. Thank you. I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Were you saying something? No, I was just going to say that I was sick, but there's not really any reason to say it. So, anyways, All moving right. on. <laughs> so let's move on then. Oh, so last just, oh, week. Wait, real quick, yeah. just, just just for everyone listening slash watching, um, Christy will be joining us in a little bit. She's I was going to say it, but never mind. Oh, okay. Brandon's yeah. just stealing my thunder. I got to steal something sometimes, man. Wow. <laughs> I was gonna say so. Last week we were joined by Christy. Oh, I thought and she's were, gonna. Okay, that's a weird. All right, but I'm sorry. That's a weird segue. So, so last week that sounded like you were transitioning from a new story. I was like, that didn't sound like last week we were joined by Christy. I was like, what? I'm just saying. Well, you never know where I'm going. That's true. You're unpredictable. I should know this by now, and I apologize <laughs> for that. I apologize to you. I apologize to Kelly, and I, I apologize know, to all the listeners. No, totally I, I must bow my head to the sorrow. I like your Batman shirt, by the way. Thank you. It's 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 tangentially related to one of the news topics we're talking about, so I figured I'd wear it. So last week, um, you know, as you guys know, Christy was here. We played a little bit of uh, twenty questions because news was light, and uh, this week is probably feeling the same. So um, it's a kind of low key light news week. So we might be able to play a game of uh, twenty questions or two, uh, Kelly edition. Um, <laughs> Kelly edition is just games that I know that Kelly has played um, <laughs> as, like, as an explanation um, but as for news uh, I posted for us to talk about the backbone one which is a place uh, the backbone one PlayStation edition which is an officially licensed mobile controller for iPhone users that allows you to pop your iPhone into two um, into like a, a, a handheld controller and it comes with its own app and the UI looks amazing and it's modeled after a DualSense and um, you can play all types of games on it using PS Remote Play um, and you can even play mobile games on it and it looked really really cool and if I'm not mistaken this is the first time that PlayStation has for this generation at least officially endorsed a, a third party type of uh, a peripheral um, with their name on it. And I thought, wow, this shit must be really, really good. And I saw it, and I low-key want one. And my question for you guys is, I know you don't play mobiles a lot, but would you ever consider getting something like a peripheral that would allow you to play your mobiles, um, your actual video games from your Xbox or PlayStation, uh, mobile style? Is that something that you're interested in? Is there a market for it? Do you think, um, specifically for you, or is it just, like, a cool gadget that you're not interested in at all? Um, I'll say that I do have a cursory interest in it for sure. Like, um, when you really think about it, like, 
it feels like both Xbox and PlayStation are trying to figure out their own ways to have your games be portable wherever you go because you know the Switch is like just blowing up and I think I think it's a cool idea like again the uh, the two halves that you stick the the phone into is sent to look like a dual sense so you're kind of getting that console oh, in terms of how you're holding the game that console experience on the go which is something that I definitely appreciate because my gripe with a lot of mobile games is of course that uh, um, a lot of them don't really uh, feel optimized for touch controls and so they feel a bit clunky so a game that actually has like you know buttons that you can use to make the experience a lot better I, I definitely welcome that I can see myself I've been complaining on this podcast before about Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, about how I don't want to play that game with touch controls. Something like this would make me actually probably want to play it more because then I'd actually have like an actual controller layout. So for mobile games, certainly for PlayStation games, it's not really something that I do a lot of remote play of, but I think it'd, it'd be it'd make me want to try it. I, I hope this comes out for uh, Android devices as well because, uh, you know, this it does look cool. It does. I saw someone playing Horizon Forbidden West on their iPhone using this, and it looks so good like it looked really good um and of course you know it's going to be based on you know your 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 internet speeds and streaming yeah. ability but it looked amazing and i just thought wow i want to buy this and play it with octopath traveler champions of the continent instead of like touchscreen i would like love to just use an actual controller to play that that rpg game like this this is what it's made for and i thought it was just very interesting that playstation really uh took a stance to endorse a third party for peripheral for the first time in the ps5 era Sure. Uh, what about you, Kelly? Um, so, I mean, a handheld is definitely uh, something I would spend my money on. I got a Steam Deck, I have a Switch. Um, I think that to play a lot of these games, the Steam Deck is a really good option. But then again, like, I really was into, like, Call of Duty Mobile for a while. Mm. And I feel like I would definitely have probably continued playing it uh, if I had one of these because it kind of got really hard to play on the touchscreen and the phone i mean it's pretty small you know so yeah. it's kind of difficult but if i had one of these i'd probably um yeah i mean play call of duty mobile i actually have, <laughs> i actually have a question since you mentioned that uh because i know that it wasn't until we talked about this in the podcast a few months ago that i realized that you know there's a big tournament scene for the call of duty mobile game specifically um i don't know if either of you know this but the question i have is when they played the Call of Duty Mobile on, like, the tournament scene, do the players use the touch controls, or do they have, like, controller peripherals to, like, up their game? No idea. I, I don't know, but I've seen people playing it on, like, mouse and keyboard before, I think. Mm, okay. Um, which should be cheating, to be honest, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you wanna, know, there's wanna... so many... Oh, I was just gonna say I want to look into that because now, now that now that we're talking about this, I'm very curious to see how what what's the optimum play for most players that play that go hard on these mobile games. Yeah, I was just gonna say there's so many mobile games that are now just played on on computer through emulators. Like so many of them, literally every mobile game that I play, I know for a fact is being played on PC on an emulator. So it doesn't surprise me, of course, that something like Call of Duty Mobile is um, <clears throat> doing that. But speaking of Call of Duty, Sony is worried that players could jump to Xbox if Microsoft owns Call of Duty. Um, this is from Games Gamespot.com, written by Darren Bon Bon. I'm sorry, Darren. I'll message you on Twitter and ask you how to say your name properly, just in case you come up on the podcast later on. Um, Sony's thoughts on Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard have been made public. 
Microsoft's plan to acquire Activision Blizzard is currently being scrutinized by regulatory bodies across the world and in Brazil. Sony's official response to that government's questions has been published. According to those documents, Sony believes that once Microsoft owns the Call of Duty franchise as part of the acquisition, it'll have the power to influence users' console choices. Quote, according to a 2019 study, the importance of Call of Duty to entertainment in general is uh, indescribable, excuse me, the company said via VGC translation. The brand was the only video game IP to break into the top 10 of all entertainment brands among fans, joining powerhouses such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. Call of Duty is so popular that it influences users' choice of console, and its community of loyal users is entrenched enough that even if a competitor had the budget to develop a similar product, it would not be able to rival it. Sony added that the level of investment that Activision commits to for each Call of Duty game is unrivaled, and along with a dedicated workforce spread out amongst several dedicated studios is one of the reasons why the franchise is an annual bestseller. That level of success has in turn made Call of Duty an incredible, incredibly profitable franchise and a globally recognized brand uh, with a dedicated fan base attached to it. Um, so essentially, this article continues to go on about why Call of Duty is great and Activision Blizzard has made a powerhouse of a game. Um, but their, their real concern is just that Call of Duty sells consoles. People that are people buy Call of Duty every year. It makes a lot of money. It's up there with the likes of you know, like I mentioned, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, etc. Um, it's one of the only games in that uh, in that uh, echelon. Um, and Sony's very afraid that with the acquisition that they might start seeing people migrate to Xbox. How do you guys, how viable do you think this, uh, this concern is? Do you think this is just Sony trying to throw a gut wrench into the, uh, possible acquisition later on? Um, or is this like an actual, an actual concern for them? I mean, I feel like Sony, uh, in the past has had like, um, not the rights to Call of Duty, but they had like, they would get stuff before Mm -hmm. Xbox. So like you had a pact with Call of Duty and that was okay that you get like content a year before other people. Um, but then like Xbox can't do the same. I don't know. I feel like they're right about Call of Duty. Like I hate to say it because we don't really play it anymore, but like all of us have played Call of Duty. It's one of the first games I ever remember that was like that. Like, yeah. Okay. It wasn't Nintendo. It was something else. Like it was, I don't know. It was, I don't know. It's worldwide known. It's huge in competitions and everything. So all the stuff that they're saying is correct. Um, I think it will sell consoles. I don't, but we don't know if it's going to be exclusive. So I feel like a lot of this is like, just we're scared. It might be, but I feel like Microsoft wants to sell consoles and games. So they'll just not make it a console exclusive. But who knows? I don't know. Well, I think they said that they weren't, uh, and, you know, I'm not sure, but I think they said that they weren't going to make their games exclusive. Like, Overwatch and Call of Duty are not going to be exclusive to Xbox, as far as I remember. I could. That's what I thought. But then Mm -hmm. now I'm like, they could change their mind. I mean, maybe they ran the numbers. I just, I don't think they want to sell consoles that bad. I mean, obviously they do, but they don't want to sell them so bad that they would alienate half the people that might want to try to buy their game. 
Yeah, and I think this is just Sony, like, because it's exactly what she mentioned. Like, there was some contract with Call uh, or Activision Blizzard with Call of Duty uh, with PlayStation for years. It's why we've gotten stuff, uh, access to things first on PlayStation, specific maps for PlayStation. And I don't even think this is really a viable, like, threat, I guess, or concern, rather, is what I should say. Specifically because... Everyone who buys Call of Duty is gonna play with their friends, like whatever uh, system their friends are on, right? And at this point, when you're a huge Call of Duty fan, you're buying it every year, PlayStation has, for the past couple of years, been the place that people are gonna play because they have the extra bonuses, right? Now, I don't know, but I highly doubt that people are going to switch over to Xbox with a brand new generation for some, you know early advantages when most of what you've been playing has already been on PlayStation. That would require your entire friend group to go from one ecosystem to another, which has happened, which can happen, it has happened before. But I think it, it's kind of difficult for me to fathom like 10 people all switching to Xbox um, mid-generation like this. It's been like, what, two years now uh, since the PS5 and Xbox Series X have been re released? So it's yeah. not like, if it was if it was at the beginning of, you know, if it was at the beginning of this console's generation where people couldn't get PlayStations and this happened, then I'd be like, oh yeah, like everyone's jumping to Xbox. No one cares about PlayStation. They care about um, Call of Duty. But I feel like now, what's the latest Call of Duty that's out? I don't even know. I actually don't know either. Oh. Like, I feel like whatever people have been uh, playing, Van it's Va it's Vanguard. Ah, I don't know how well that reviewed. Honestly, I I am so out of the loop on. on... I'm so out of the loop. I haven't heard of this Call of Duty game. Usually, I hear about like oh the latest Black Ops or the latest. It's because it's not Warfare. new. You've you've heard of it. It's just not new. That's okay. probably why you've forgotten about it. I'm sure. Yeah, because I think I now forgot. they've. I think they've skipped the year, right? I don't mm -hmm. know. I haven't been keeping up. But honestly, I think they made, I mean, we're not talking about this, but I think they made a good move by doing the Warzone thing. Just be a constant across the games because you can always just play the newest one in Warzone, technically. Yeah. Kind of, mm -hmm. you know? Um, not that we're talking about Call of Duty. God, I really used to love it. I just, the whole Activision Blizzard being just the worst. Just, <sighs> anyhow. Yeah, Go on. <laughs> All I'll really add to it is, um, first off, when you said those numbers about how big Call I I've always known Call of Duty is a big franchise. I mean, that's why they want to analyze it, right? But I didn't realize it was so high to the levels that it was, like, rivaling, like, franchises of, like, other media, like, films and, and books and stuff like that. That is huge. And with that context, it does... It does uh, give a little credence to why Sony would be worried about Activision Blizzard getting acquired by its rival of Microsoft because they'd be worried about that. But you brought up a good point too. Like if this is good, if the latest Call of Duty game, you know, was coming out mid-generation if and people have already made their console choice, they're not going to switch mid-generation. They'll stick with what they have and play with their friends. That being said, perhaps Sony is worried about, I don't know, Xbox successor series or PlayStation 6. What if you know, Activision Blizzard is acquiring this Xbox, like, uh, acquiring the license, like, now. So the next few Call of Duty games won't be affected, like you said. But 
if we're talking about next generation, if Microsoft decides to really double down on what they decide to do exclusivity-wise with the Call of Duty franchise, it could be a concern for Sony because maybe they won't uh, have it as much. Who, who, who can really say? That's the only reason I can I can think of, but uh, uh, we shall see. Hello, Christy. Hi, everyone who's listening. Christy has joined us. Hello, Hi. Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I missed y'all so much. We miss missed you. you. Oh, I, I love this. I love when And also Kelly, happy. my coworker, he said he loved your cats. Because he tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> I want Kelly to know I love her cats so much. I'll tell them. Meow, 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 meow. Okay. <laughs> Kelly's that was mother probably of the cats. best thing. Someone, <laughs> I, I need a clip of Kelly just saying, I'll tell them, and then meowing. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to get a clip of that. Um, cause that, that sounds amazing. Uh, so now that, uh, Chrissy's here, I can talk about some fun revenue facts because we all love talking about revenue that companies make that we don't, right? Money! <laughs> uh, so Meta, the Facebook, whatever it's called, Meta is losing <laughs> almost a billion dollars a month on Metaverse, uh, dream even as revenue dips. Meta's $100 price increase for the Quest 2 headset feels like a drop in the ocean next to the billions in losses its Reality Labs divisions post every year. Uh, so Meta has revealed that it's continuing to hemorrhage money to try and make the metaverse a reality. Meta's Reality Labs division, responsible for its VR and AR ventures, thus an important part of the company's dreams of building a so-called metaverse, lost the company $10 billion last year and over the previous six months dropped nearly $6 billion more. Uh, that's a hole that even an extra $100 from every Quest 2 headset sold from here on out isn't going to plug. Uh, though there may still be time to get a Quest 2 cheap if you would like to. Um, you don't have to be a trader by day to know that's a whole lot of cash to be funneling into a single part of any business. But this meta, after all, uh, this is meta, after all, and its combined operations, including Facebook and Instagram, still net $46.8 billion in profit last year and another $16.9 billion so far in 2022. Um, though the meta is facing more scrutiny following its most recent financial results, uh, for the previous three-month period, the company is down by a whopping single percentage point compared to the same period in 2021. So it's not much, but that's actually the first time ever that meta via Facebook has suffered a loss in revenue year on year. So, something I found out that was very, very interesting about this was that Apple has recently cost um, Facebook, I think it's $10 billion. Um, because I don't know, I think Kelly is the only other person here that uses an iPhone, but Christy uses an iPad, so... Um, I don't know if you guys have downloaded any apps recently, but with a Apple security, they go in and they ask you if you want to be tracked by um, certain, uh, if you want the app to track your data, um, and then you have the option to say no. So Facebook has lost $10 billion because of Apple, because when people say no, they don't get the ad revenue of being able to um, specify specific ads t tailored towards you. And uh, that cost them $10 billion so far. Wow. So Facebook is not very happy with Apple, and I thought that was hilarious. Not only has Apple cost them $10 billion with their privacy initiative, they've just lost a crap ton more money with this meta thing. So what do they do? Do they continue with the meta and selling the Quest 2 at higher prices? Do they try to invest more? Do they take funding out? Does it not matter because Facebook and Instagram are going to make the money back anyway? What do they do in this situation? 
I last I heard was that they were planning to lay people off to offset those losses. So they just lay people off and that's it. And that's what I heard. I might be wrong, so don't quote me on that. Well, what do you think they should do? You know, I just, just tuned in here. <laughs> Give me like five minutes. Christy is literally like, I don't care what they do. <laughs> they can do whatever the freak they want. That's you so know, it doesn't matter. You know, they have money. At this point, a loss is a loss. Just write it off. Get rid of Meta. It's not. It doesn't seem to be working for anything. Most, I mean, most of what I've seen is just people making fun of their whole multiverse thing, including I forgot what famous person said that it was trash. If you guys remember, I don't remember. But it was me. <laughs> it was Kelly. Yes. Kelly said. The Kelly C. It was some game developer that was like, the metaverse is not, like, it's not a good idea or it's stupid or something. I don't remember what it was. But it doesn't I seem want to like say it was like some guy from EA, but I think he said something different. <laughs> Probably. I won't talk about EA. They say a lot of things. Um, they say a lot of things. They say a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, how do you guys feel about meta? Have you, are you interested in trying it at all? Do you care about VR? Like, what, what, do, what do they do now? So, do they just. When you say meta, do you mean the metaverse is where they're losing the money or the oculus meta headsets so the, or you're talking about the facebook company because i think the facebook company are they called meta meta now. yeah so do you yeah. mean the metaverse yes okay. um so the the which you as far as i'm aware can only access via the uh, oculus headset which they're now charging an additional hundred dollars for to try to make up the money that they've lost Damn. However, I call it meta because like the entire thing is called meta. So uh, yeah. because they they had that issue with calling it metaverse and they can't, so they had to relabel it as meta, which is why I'm calling it meta because that's what the article also calls it. Okay. Did I get uh, the source for that article? By the way, I don't think it's so. PC Gamer. It's PCGamer.com. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I mean, I feel like the. I mean, I like to spend money and I was already not wanting to spend the money on the headset um, yeah. at like $300, I think, price point and then the $400 price point. Like I was already not wanting to spend it. You're adding 30% onto the price now to get people to like to make up your losses. Like it's not the consumer's fault that you tried something and you failed. So... I'm not saying they should totally write off the metaverse or whatever the hell it's called, but like you need to come up with solutions. I mean, you're meta, you're Facebook, like clearly you have some creative ideas floating around and that, you know, whatever thing, you know, Zuckerberg head, uh, alien AI thing person that you are. Um, so I feel like they could just come up with, they should just come up with other ideas. Like, don't be like putting it onto the consumer because I feel like what they're going to do is just less people are going to buy the headset. Hello, you're adding a hundred dollars when it was only three hundred to begin with. What are you doing? Only. Oh <laughs> um, so they can just write it off as a financial loss. That I think they probably should or could, but like that's a lot. Like that's a yeah. lot to write off. Oh, like I don't, billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. You said ten billion, right? Yeah. 
I don't, I don't yeah. know. I just don't. I don't know. And now they're losing money because of Apple. Ha 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 <laughs> ha ha. That was actually so funny when I read it. I was like, ha ha, that's so funny. Um, God, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. All try. I think trying to write this off is such all is actually a bad move, just because they place so much on the metaverse and meta like they've really tried to advertise it as this new thing like i literally just saw a commercial on tv where kiki palmer is talking about how she's like learning to be an astronaut and learning how to be a, a fashion designer in meta in the metaverse and how it's going to be this big thing and they just keep pumping money into how amazing the metaverse is and it just keeps losing money and people just keep not uh you know catching on so I agree that, yeah, at this point, you probably should cut your losses, but at the same time, it's billions of dollars, and you've pumped so much into it. Maybe trying to find another way to make it work. Um, I don't know. It's just, Good it's luck, yeah. funny to me, because we're all gamers here, and, like, I've never seen an advertisement for Metaverse. I've never like, either. I, mean, I, I haven't. In fairness, maybe, maybe, I Maybe they pop it up on YouTube, and I just yeah. play skip ad. I'm like, what is this That's, ad? Yeah. I don't care, Skip. I also, like, I have, like, TV on it. I see it on actual TV, but, like, as far as, like, my gaming ads on YouTube and stuff, I I have not seen it. It's funny, because on Instagram and Facebook, which they own, I'm on them uh, sometimes, not all day, because I'm <laughs> Um, But, like, the, all it is is ads. And you mean to yep. tell me that you can't squeeze a Metaverse ad in there? Because, like, you'd probably get me. You know, you'd probably get me with one of those, but like you can't even. But also, if they no one's using it, it's uh, I don't know. I don't get the point of it, and I think that that's what they need. They need like it needs a purpose. Like, what's mm -hmm. the purpose? Yeah. They I mean, can't get you, Kelly, because if you turn off your uh, tra uh, app tracking while uh, scrolling through Facebook and Instagram on your iPhone, they can't get you, and that's the problem. But they still show me ads. They can definitely get me. All right, so uh, mark this down <laughs> as a very bad joke by Jarrell that didn't land. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's my fault. I tried, I failed. Can't, All right. can't, you don't know if you're gonna fail until you try. And now I feel like I've made this awkward. So uh, Brandon, did you have anything to say about this as well? Uh, nothing that really hasn't been said. I, I don't care about metaverse or meta. <laughs> Brandon, I feel we like well, we don't either, but we still said something. Everything I was gonna say has been I said. I feel like. I mean, that's the thing is like you know Google at this point. I mean, I think they just wrote Stadia off. No, I really? saw a this week that said Stadia is still live and kicking. I didn't write it because I didn't really? care about it, 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 it exists. but I did see a news post that said Stadia still exists. They are gonna. And Exists is about the, about all we can say about it, though. It, and I told Jarrell that if we ever spoke about Stadia again on this podcast, I was gonna quit. So <laughs> that is that is that is what she said. No, because we were always talking about it. No, I'm just joking. We were always talking about it, and I was like, "It's not dead yet. Stadia is not over." So how the PlayStation Vita? Oh, that's a sad story. The Vita's awesome, Vita is especially awesome. if you get uh, oh yeah. So personal personal note. 
um, about me, I have finally placed my order for my Steam Deck, which should, I think, get here, like, tomorrow or sometime this week. Yay. So I'm super excited to not play games on it. Yay! Because <laughs> I don't know. Like, Kelly, what are you playing on yours? Give me some suggestions. Stray's on it. I can't play Stray. I started playing Stray very... Okay, another very quick personal sad story. Um, you guys already know that my cat was in a very bad accident. And so, like, uh, he... It, yeah, I, I did it. It got to the point where they were possibly going to have to remove his eye. However, he's doing, like, much better now. He was able to keep both of his eyes. It was very, very bad. Um, and so we he was, like, on a bunch of medications and eye drops and, like, all stuff, like, all this week, which is why I've been, like, very crazy recently. And... It happened around the release of Stray, which was like last week, I think. And I started playing Stray, and I, this isn't really a spoiler, but the main cat ends up falling in the game, and he kind of gets separated from the other cats. It's like literally first five minutes, it's not really a spoiler. And that happened, and I just had to like turn it off because I was in such a, like, looking at my own cat, like, oh no, I can't handle this right now. So I actually have not played Stray and I'm very sad because I was super, super, super excited to play it. And it, when I first started, I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. Like, this is adorable. And then that happened and I started crying and I started holding my hand. I'm like, I can't play this and I have not touched the game since. So I don't know when I will emotionally be able to play Stray, but I do have it on PlayStation via the PlayStation hey, Plus extra, whatever it's called, like the extra tier on PS Plus. I do have mm -hmm. it because of that. But I didn't oh, pay for it, so. Then you wouldn't be playing it on the Steam Deck anyway. I, I wouldn't be playing it on the Steam Deck anyway, because I already own it on PlayStation. Um, That's really all that I was playing on it. Um, <laughs> it's the only game available. It's not. I think there's Trails of Symphonia that's on sale oh, right now. Oh, I can't play it. I also can't play anything old. I'm actually not allowed to play older games anymore. Oh. Damn. And then Brandon, he's like, wait. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I was like, well, I, I guess I, I, get, I guess all those scheduled episodes doesn't hold up are now canceled. I am, well, I'm not allowed to play any, per, personally, I'm not allowed to play any older games anymore because of, like, I'll tell you guys why after, but, like, as of right now, I can't play older games. I can only play things from, like, this year and last year. Okay. <laughs> anyway, enough about Kelly. me. Kelly's <laughs> face. <laughs> Why are you looking like that guy? I'm just, I'm opening Steam to see if there's anything else. Oh, okay. I do have a, see, that's the thing. I do have a Steam library with games that I will, like, actually play, like, Left 4 Dead 2. And probably I'll pick up uh, Phasmophobia because it's not on such a big screen anymore since I don't have to play on my iMac. And I can, like, flip it over when I'm scared. I don't and turn it know that, I don't know that it's that not available on Steam Deck. It's, okay, listen, all the games are available on Steam Deck. Like, Dead by Daylight. You can download that shit, but it will not work because of the anti-cheat software. Mm. It will never, it will not work. What I would suggest, I'm looking through my list. I have a lot of Lego games. Those are probably going to be good for Steam Deck. I mean, they're great handheld they're games. Old. Okay, well, are we talking about new games this year? Because there's <laughs> nothing in my library then. Then nothing. Play I nothing. Mean... <laughs> throw it in the trash. Just throw it right in the trash. Or donate it to me. Donate it. I mean, I just put in my... I, I'm on the wait list now. After right, I said I wasn't going to get it. I right, donate to me oh. then. <laughs> you know my address. I really need to. I really want to get the pocket analog, though. Man, I kind of do, too, if I'm, if I'm being real. 
I literally and got the Steam Deck, and now I, I feel good about my decision. Because, like, I feel like I just got yelled at by my mom. Play nothing, damn it! <laughs> I'm trying here! You're making it I so mean, difficult! There is a Lego game that came out this year. I mean, Kelly is right. Just play nothing. I yeah. mean, I will, I will play nothing. Um, that, I will also move on. Uh, so Microsoft <laughs> says that there's nothing unique about Activision Blizzard games. Uh, this is the last Activision Blizzard slash Microsoft uh, story I have for today, by the way. But yeah, they said there's nothing unique Microsoft about Activision Blizzard games. I buy them. Yes, Blizzard? exactly. So let me tell you why. Another thing there's nothing com. unique. Yep. It's from thegamer.com, written by Rhiannon Bevan, and <clears throat> it says, Microsoft has told New Zealand regulators that there is nothing unique about Activision Blizzard titles in its latest bid to get its pricey merger approved. In a document presented to the Business Acquisition and Authorizations Commerce Commission, Microsoft says that the gaming giant doesn't produce any must-have titles and should therefore be permitted to go ahead with the acquisition. By the way, this is right after we just talked about, which is why this story about Sony saying that's a fucking lie because of Call of Duty, which makes a shit ton of money. Um, yeah, so now, now it's all tying together. This claim is part of Microsoft's efforts to alleviate fears that its Activision Blizzard merger threatens the gaming industry, creating issues surrounding competition in the market. In doing this, Microsoft has said that its rivals would get by just fine without Activision Blizzard titles and would still be able to compete in a vibrant gaming market. Quote, the vast majority of games are developed and published by parties other than Activision Blizzard, such as Sony, Nintendo, EA, and Take-Two, reads the document, addressing concerns over monopolization in the industry. Specifically, with respect to Activision Blizzard video games, there's nothing unique about the video games developed and published by Activision Blizzard. There are no must-haves for rival PC and console video game distributors that could give rise to a foreclosure concern. Alright, I'm gonna stop reading there. You can check out the rest at thegamer.com. How do we feel about this one? Seriously? Like, to I even justify that is just... Uh, nothing so unique about World of Warcraft... Nothing unique about literally Call of Duty, like Overwatch. I, I just, I don't know. Anyways, uh, nothing unique there. Nothing out of the ordinary. Just a bunch of stupid games that nobody plays ever. I, I just a bunch just, of like worldwide known and beloved franchises. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. I just have to say, this sounds so absurd that I don't think it's even true. As far as like that, what they're saying, I don't think they believe what they're saying is what I'm trying to say. Because oh no, of course they don't. Because like no, don't. I, I feel like in the face of it, they're like, oh no, 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 don't worry, no, 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 vibrant culture and gaming, everything will be fine. No, 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 us taking this is not going to affect the gaming industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. They close the doors, and then they're just gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Like that's that's like, what that's what I take from this. It's 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 just it's just fiction what they're spur what they're spurting out. That's it. Which is why Sony would then have the rebuttal of being like, okay, no, yeah. because Call of Duty is as big as Star Wars and you know uh, uh, Game of Thrones and everything else that we mentioned before. Like it makes so much sense. If I don't, I if I were Sony, I wouldn't want this deal to go through because it could technically be a form of monopolization within the industry. It reminds me of the Apple uh, Epic versus uh, Apple deal with Fortnite, right? Like. Uh, Epic was just like, Apple owns too much, like, it's not fair for the rest of us. And in a sense, um, this deal is kind of like, if one 
if one company owns such a prolific, like uh, a prolific developer, what does that mean for gaming? What does that mean for the monopolization of gaming? What does that mean when they start creating exclusives? Like, what does that mean for the other companies? Are like, so I get it. I completely understand. Like, why Microsoft is like, they're average as fuck. Like, anything they produce, you can go find at Nintendo. It's nothing real. Or as Sony's like, no, they they make like the biggest game in the world. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm I'm just cursed twice. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it just reminds sentence. me of the Apple versus. Yes, it reminds me of the Epic versus uh, Apple versus Epic situation that we had a bit ago with, uh, you know, the gaming industry being monopolized. And we had talked about it probably before when every, like, when these big two start claiming other um, smaller developers. This is a conversation we've had before about, like, is the gaming industry going to be monopolized um, to a point where it becomes just unfair? And, um, you know, they're just discussing whether they think this huge merger of Activision Blizzard is uh is an indication of that and it could be so do you guys think that uh the acquisition of activism activision blizzard would be the beginning or at least uh, a start of a monopolization in the gaming industry let's say if they decided to make their games uh console exclusives um hmm. so i as as much as i don't think microsoft believes their statements on you know they're trying to downplay what they've bought there. And certainly it is a big deal. That being said, I think there are enough, there is actually legitimately enough competition in the industry in both of their, in, in a lot of their prolific genres that I think it wouldn't destabilize things as much as they secretly believe. Like for example, uh, world of Warcraft has direct competition from final fantasy 14 in the MMO space. Call of duty is uh, still the, still like the number one, like, um, you know, first-person shooter out there, but obviously there's other first-person shooters out there, not to that same level, obviously, but they exist. And I don't think... Heidi's like, husband plays Call of Duty on PlayStation. There's that, too. Yeah, there, there are still... There's, like, we talked about this earlier in the podcast, that there's still a huge um, li- uh, install base of people that play Call of Duty on PlayStation. So any acquisition at this stage wouldn't really even affect things until like uh, later on in like future generations, if that. So I, I, I think I think there will definitely be a shift, but at the same time, it won't. Um, I don't think it'll destabilize things. I think it won't be like gloom and doom in that sense. I think that there are no equitable competitions for some of Activision Blizzard's games just Mm -hmm. flat out right like there is not a sure sure you can compete with call of duty but is there anything on call of duty's level no no just factually just numbers same thing with overwatch say yeah same thing with overwatch that genre overwatch is essentially like its own genre at this point like it is the owner of that genre nothing is uh nothing that has come out that has tried to compete with overwatch has won in that genre and it won't and now it's free to play for everybody so like blizzard owns that they own call of duty they mm-hmm. like they own the first person shooter genre they own the the team based um uh uh overwatch model and uh world of warcraft and final fantasy 14 are so different that i also wouldn't compare them because people that play wow don't all like final fantasy 14 and people that like final fantasy 14 don't like wow like I I played both, and so, like, there are, of course, you'll have people that are going to play and enjoy both and be able to choose one, but they play so differently as MMOs. That's, like, you know, apples to oranges, essentially. 
Um, and, and so, you know, they, they've owned that market for so long, and now they're pushing into the older content for people like me who started playing back in, like, 2006. I can now go back and play the original version that I played back in 2006, and they're pulling back on that nostalgia factor to really gain a hold on that as well. And then, of course, I haven't even talked about um, their, their mobiles, like Candy Crush... Um, Hearthstone is a huge one. People buy packs and spend so much money on Hearthstone. Like, there's a lot in, in Activision Blizzard's repertoire that is just not comparable to anything else in the industry currently. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Like, you can, you can try to say Call of Duty and Battlefield, but like, I wouldn't no. even go that far. I don't feel it's not comparable to Call of No. I don't play that game. So I'm like, there's really nothing comparable between you can't. It's just apples to oranges. And there's really isn't a game to compete against Call of Duty. Sure, they other games have been put out. Have they succeeded as well as Call of Duty? No, not really. No, I mean, I can't even, like, name one. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> okay, it's, yeah. it's, um, I can give yeah. you Call of Duty, Apex, and uh, Battlefield. Oh, Apex, that's... Uh, yeah, uh, I mean... I don't even consider yeah. Apex really the same. It has... It is, like, really popular, but it kind of was, like, that kind of, like, Battle Royale. Anyways, we're arguing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I just... I feel like nothing really compares. Like, I didn't even think of Apex Legends, but, like, if you mention Call of Duty, like, even... Like, my parents who don't know a video game, they think everything's a Nintendo, would be like, oh, yeah, isn't that a video game? Like, they know. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. But uh, <laughs> where? what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about Activision Blizzard games. I've played them for years. Um, only recently did I stop. Like, I had been playing them for the last 10 years. Um, used to be obsessed when the new Call of Duty would come out. Um yeah, I don't think that Microsoft believes what they're saying about that. Like, there's not any way that you can say, like, oh, they have nothing. Like, World of Warcraft. It's not even that people are still playing it because they've been losing player base. But, like, they had that much player base to lose because people yeah. have been playing a game that looks like it was made in 1999, freaking Toontown. <laughs> like, they've been having people playing that for the last, what, 20 years? Like, yeah. I mean, you don't just, I don't know. It, do, it does make me wonder, everything that's been brought up so far. I think if someone is like really dedicated to those specific franchises that Activision Blizzard owns, they will go wherever they need to, to continue playing those games. So in this coming generation, their choices are still there. Um, we talked about maybe in the future they'll have to choose Xbox systems if they want to do so. And they'll do it. If they're really dedicated to that series, they'll go wherever they need to to continue playing that with their friends um, because they love that series. Where I think it'll come into real test, how how strong are these franchises really, is when the more casual person has to make that choice. Like, let's say someone has only gotten, like, PlayStation for the game system, or systems uh, for the last three generations. If they're now told that to play the latest Call of Duty, you don't have to get an Xbox system, will they still do it? And that goes for any of the franchises that Activision Blizzard owns. Like, will they migrate to an instance to play Overwatch? Will they migrate to play mm -hmm. Diablo? Will they migrate to play um, all the other franchises that they own? That's where I think it's going to be the real question. There's no question that they're big franchises, and you guys have made the point that it's uh, there's nothing like those franchises. But how much does that matter to the casual 
fan is what I'm wondering. And I think only time will really tell on that one. And I think it also depends on the franchise too. Some people cannot live without COD. Some people probably can, maybe some people can live without say Diablo. We don't really know begin until until the time comes, I suppose. And you actually, I forgot about Diablo. Diablo was a great game. I love Diablo 2, and uh, Diablo 3, rather. And Diablo 4 is coming out, and people are going crazy for Diablo 4. Um, in the meantime, I literally just looked up how, like, on Twitch right now, there are about 7,000 people um, watching people play Final Fantasy XIV on Twitch. There are 35,000 people watching World of Warcraft right now, which still has 9.6 million followers. Like, that is more than triple the amount of people uh, watching World of Warcraft than are watching Final Fantasy XIV right now. Like, uh, just for, you know, a, a real-time update on how well that old-ass game is still doing. 35,000 people on a Wednesday at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time are watching people play World of Warcraft. Like, that's that shit's wild. Um, yeah, so, anyway... The Mad Dog of Shimano with the Majima Goro Elite Bundle is coming to Rainbow Six Siege. I know who that is because I played Yakuza Like a Dragon. I hate him so much. Oh my god. People people either hate Majima or they love him. I've I've seen both opinions on that. I, 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 I Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I only played Like a Dragon, and he's, like, so hard. He is, if you guys ever heard me complaining about a boss fight that was unfair, it was against him. He's the <laughs> one I was talking about. Oh, that's great. I'm glad it's Majima. <laughs> that, that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty random that he's getting at the Rainbow Six. I guess, I mean, <laughs> just, like, it's not so much that, um... If you're going to choose a Yakuza character, Majima's a pretty good choice because he's in, like, pretty much every game in the series, including Like a Dragon, as you mentioned. It's just even ran it's just random that they're putting any kind of Yakuza character in Rainbow Six Vegas, especially one that's not really known for shooting. Like, he's really just uses a whole bunch of melee weapons. And even, even in that trailer that I watched, I was just like, Majima's carrying a pipe. How is... What? Huh? <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst. I'm sure he's great for people who've, who've, like, played the other Yakuza's, but for me, he was the reason I couldn't beat the game for, like, a month and a half. So I so watched... I uh, so I, I, I do want to get into, like, the actual Yakuza series playing myself, but back in the day, there was some YouTubers that I watched that I watched uh, most of their Yakuza Zero playthrough. And in that game, Majima's one of the two playable characters. And that's before he went crazy. So it's, it's interesting seeing how he went from this guy... That's just kind of like rough around the edges to straight up psycho in like the later Yakuza games. Yeah, he literally is. Yes. <laughs> like, I can only agree because based on my experience, he's crazy. Like, he's actually crazy. Like, yeah. he's actually psycho. He's <laughs> um, uh, the funniest thing, so, the funniest thing is, I just, I just gotta mention this real quick, that when they did the remake of Yakuza 1, one of the... <laughs> One of the features that they were advertising was called the Majima Everywhere system, where Kiryu would just walk around uh, the town, and Majima could potentially come out of everywhere. And there was, like, and the first time he came for her, <laughs> there'd be a unique cutscene for him. Like for example, you're walking through this random street, and then suddenly a cutscene comes out. Majima comes out of the trash can to fight Kiryu, or another one. <laughs> that sounds you're, you're, very you're, yakuza. You're doing a cooking mini game. He comes out of the pantry to fight Kiryu. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, he's obsessed with fighting him, and then it just comes literally out of everywhere. I was like, okay. <laughs> that all sounds very Yakuza. Yeah. I hate him. It does. So. 
<laughs> Wait, so Brandon, have you played any of these games yourself? I've actually did a put a good amount of time into Zero because I wanted to do them in order, and but I haven't finished Zero, so therefore I haven't played any other ones. But no, from what I played, I've really enjoyed it. I do want to get back to it when I have more time, but uh, you know. Well, speaking of Yakuza, that's actually a great transition we because... <laughs> huh? We have more Yakuza news? <laughs> yeah! Oh, wow. I didn't... Yeah, the the. Drill to drop his promo to go play Yakuza. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't have more Yakuza news. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, I was I like, I don't remember seeing anyone in the document. Like, what? <laughs> no, I I totally just lied to y'all. There's no more Yakuza news. Um, however, there is more Sony news because they are discontinuing PS5 accolades because apparently no one was using them. So PlayStation said nobody's using the PS5 accolades. We're just gonna stop using them. Yeah, Chrissy. <laughs> What's up? Where you I using never them? use them. I know, oh, like, yeah. I never use them. I'm, I'm one of those who I, I, didn't I, even I, know that was a thing. Sorry, y'all. Yeah. Can, can, can you... I... Can you describe what the PS5 accolades were? I need to... I need to know if I was... Yes! Here. Yes, please. Um, like, so, no. this article is from PushSquare.com, written by Sammy Barker. Uh, one of the PS5's flagship features will be discontinued later this year as no one used it. Accolades were introduced on the new gen console as a way to, of allowing players to acknowledge each other's efforts in online games. The function enabled you to award teammates and opponents badges based on their playstyle, so you could say they were helpful or welcoming, for example. But a post on the official PlayStation website notes that the uptake has been low in fall of 2022. The accolades feature on PS5 will no longer be supported. This feature hasn't seen the level of usage we anticipated, so we are refocusing our efforts. We encourage the community to continue to send positive messages to one another. Um, yeah, so it's like a, a very much like an Overwatch thing. You can, if you were playing a game online, you could then go in and give people medals based on how helpful and nice they were. Um, you could give them different, like different accolades based on your experience. And they're now discontinuing it because they said nobody used it. But honestly, this is their fault because I don't even know where that function is or how to use it. I didn't and even I know. Was, I didn't oh. know that was a thing into you. Into you, I was like, I had to ask what this was. It's like, what is this? All right. Oh, okay. I don't play. I do know because I remember we talked about it once when we. I think we talked about it once when we were talking about features for um the PS5. Oh, I'm sure we did um, back in the console caster days. Yes, but like. The, I like if I turn on my PlayStation right now, I couldn't tell you how to use it or where it's at. And it, the 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 so the reason I brought this up too is because um, I personally was disappointed that something that is like a good feature, uh, that PlayStation just literally was just like yelling on use it by. Like, instead of doing something like, all right, we think this is a really good feature, nobody's using it, let's revamp it, let's rework it, let's uh, bring it back to the public's attention and see if there's something we can do about it, versus just getting rid of it. And my question for you guys is, has there ever been a feature that was positive for the community that's um, been removed? Or, uh, if you don't know or don't have an idea of uh, anyone like that, how do you feel about positive features being removed because they're not being used? I'm gonna be perfect. Compatibility. How what happened? Counts. Mm-hmm. Backwards compatibility. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a positive feature, yeah. It, it is a very count. positive feature, and I'm glad that more developers... I miss that. Yeah, developers starting to... Starting is the operative word to revalue it. But it was uh it was they were kind of lacking for a while. Nintendo still has the issue because if you want to get a Wii U game, it has to be like natively ported, which is a problem. Um, the answer I was gonna give, speaking of Wii U, is 
I gotta be real. I kind of miss Meverse. Like, it's it it, it was kind of dumb compared to like Meverse. It was that feature that the Wii. Oh, that thing where you could like walk around in the little like little plaza thing. Yeah, Ah. little plaza, and then you could like have your Mies interact with people in games. I used it a few times actually, like for different games and different communities. I thought it was a a neat little feature that you could use for different games. Um. But, you know, it didn't do well, mainly because the Wii didn't do well. And it was basically Nintendo's attempt to make their own social media in an age where social media and other platforms were just so much bigger. So it was kind of doomed to fail in retrospect. But I still miss it. It had some unique features that I kind of value in it. And, you know, they didn't see the value of it continuing on Switch. So when the Wii U died, more or less, uh, so did the uh, Miiverse as well. Um, Therefore, rip the Miiverse stage if you actually decide to go back to the Smash Wii U stage. But who would do that? (laughs) Uh, so yeah, Kelly or Christy, or actually Christy already answered. So Kelly, um, how do you feel about a positive feature being removed because enough people aren't using it? Uh, I mean, I guess to keep supporting a feature, it takes like time and energy and if no one's going to use it, like, um, I guess it could make people's experience better but I don't consider this to be like a feature like a backwards compatibility because a backwards compatibility is like you're helping the consumer play more of your game. This is like helping people in the community connect with each other. So while I do think it's a positive feature, I don't necessarily think it's a monetarily positive feature for them. They were just doing it to like provide a way for people to be nice. But I think we know that people in video games are not nice. So, yeah. Unless it's like, Final Fantasy fourteen, the critically acclaimed <laughs> RPG of Square Enix. Oh, which I now was... very soon you can play without interacting with people if you don't want to. So That's even true. better. Another reason that WoW and FF fourteen are different. I was just gonna say one negative thing about like Meverse that back in the day <laughs> was uh, there were some people who just put uh, completely unrelated posts for certain things like um, I'll never forget the most the biggest meme that I think that came out of Meverse was in 2015 the year that Star Wars: The Force Awakens came out people were playing Meverse and like I don't know Animal Crossing or Smash Brothers. Yeah, it was Smash because that's when the Miiverse stage came out. And you, when you're on the Miiverse stage, people will just, like, write down stuff. To, that it, it was meant to, like, be, like, messages to cheer you on. Like, for example, if you're a big, big Mario fan, you'll see messages cheering on Mario or cheering on Link or whatever. So someone, j- some people just went on Miiverse and just put on Miiverse just, like, this character from Force Awakens died. I'm like, oh! Before the before like the movie came out or like a week after the movie came out, and so people were just playing, people were just like playing a random match Smash Brothers and got their big the big ass spoiler of Force Awakens in the Miiverse. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I remember that era. Yeah, there was that sad times. Also, sad times for some people. Um, I've been seeing what's been going on with WB and Discovery, and it's crazy how many things they're canceling. Two of the things that have gotten canceled are the Batgirl movie, which, if I'm not mistaken, was almost done and ready to be released, and the Scooby sequel, um, which was also almost done and ready to be released, uh, that had a budget of $40 million. It was Um, coming out this year, basically. Yeah, they said it was like very, very close to being completely finished. Um, had a budget of $40 million and it was going to release on HBO Max. Both of those, including some other titles, have been, um, (laughs) 
uh, canceled by uh, Warner Bros. Discovery with this new merger. I actually did not know that there was a merger until today. The merger is news to me as well. I was I was kind of wondering what the heck was going on here, and that that explains some of it. Uh, but it's, didn't it's... they remove some of their streaming content as well too on HBO Max? Uh, they removed the a lot of yeah. They removed a lot of HBO Max um, originals, um, including mm-hmm. uh, that that like. There's some shows that are on Adult Swim that also come to HBO Max, which are the only ones that I can think of off the top of my head because I see Adult Swim before I go to sleep. Uh, Metalocalypse, Metalocalypse, and Squidbillies are on HBO Max. Metalocalypse is uh, great. It's a really dumb one. Uh, Squidbillies probably. That shit. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> It's another really dumb one. Aqua Teen uh, Hunger Force. Debbie's. Uh, something about Debbie's. Three ladies named Debbie. Oh, three, 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 three little Debbie. Something like that. Yeah, that that's one of the ones that also got canceled, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I have never watched an episode of that show, but I do on occasion like DVR adults, uh, the Toonami block on Adult Swim. And so I see commercials every now and then. And like right before I fast the commercials, like, what the hell is the show? These th- the three women named Debbie's. It looks dumb. I was like, what it is this? It is dumb. Oh, you've actually watched it? Uh, unfortunately, not on purpose. Unfortunately, so many, so many of the live action shows that are in Adult Swim are just so odd. I've never been able to get into any of them except for Black Jesus. That show was funny. Adult Swim has live action, clearly. So yeah. I missed things. Yeah, it's okay. You are really not missing anything. You are saving yourself. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so um, the the merger is uh, tomorrow. Um, and I'll read you the latest tweet from the rap. Hollywood is buzzing around what will become of HBO Max as Warner Bros. Disco- uh, Warner Bros. Discovery approaches its first earnings results as a merged company tomorrow and rolls out its plans for a combo streaming service. So um, apparently they're already a merged company, excuse me, um, and they're going to have their first earnings result, which is probably why they have canceled a bunch of this stuff. Um, and m- people are very uh, concerned about what's going to happen with HBO Max. I personally enjoy HBO Max. It's probably I love one HBO of Max was streaming one services. of the better streaming services. It is. Yeah, it is. It's got good stuff. Plus. And I'm like, why the heck are you? What are y'all doing? I have Discovery Plus, and I'm like, I don't. I only use it for Food Network and whatnot. But even then, I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, why are they doing this? <laughs> so I will give you guys a little bit of insight into this. Um, uh, apparently, the rap was told that an, uh, an insider told them that the studio does expect that by not releasing the movie at all, they'll benefit from a tax treatment by writing off the losses of both Batgirl and Scooby uh, Scoob Holiday Haunt, which are the two movies. Um, and they said it's understandable to kill off both Batgirl and Scoob, believing that any kill fees associated with the films would be far less than the tens of millions it would cost the studio to enact a global theatrical rollout of the film. So I'm it just. It sounds I'm like they're trying to evade taxes. And like they're cut, trying to write off their taxes. Yeah, I'm assuming that they have, you know, come to. Uh, they're about to release this report of their earnings, and looking at it, they were like, "We're not in a place we want to be, and it is going to cost us a lot less money to get rid of these films than it is to actually do theatrical releases for them worldwide." Like, you're going to save millions of dollars not doing it. And so they were just like, nope. But it really sucks for everyone who's worked so hard for, like, years on just getting these things done. And for both of them... I am curious about the contract. 
Wasn't mm-hmm. Batgirl live action? Oh yeah, it was. Yes. I am very curious about the contract because they it may be that. getting a lawsuit. Just saying. That's very possible. Um, business, especially if it's in the contract that you know theatrical release, and then after that, you know her salary, their salary is like scaled by how much the movie made theatrically. Oh, this reminds know. me of Scarlett Johansson and her issues when her yeah. movie was directly you know, to contract it. Contract is like, very important. Like, read yeah. your contract before you do something stupid. I mean, she lost. Them, you know, but yeah, we just did this during work today. We listened to a podcast where people, where two attorneys are like, "Yeah, you know what? Read your contract. Yeah, contracts are very important. You better read the fine print. You, you can't do stupid stuff." HP Critical Gems. Read the contract. Don't be stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon, you were saying something about this news? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, like, it, I'm just, I'm throwing this away the, for just for a moment. The uh, the business side and logistical side of it, these cancellations hurt for me personally because I was really looking forward to, like, both of these movies. So I, I, get, I, I saw that apparently the general perception is a lot of people didn't like the first scoop. I actually really enjoyed it as, like, someone that likes a lot of different Scooby-Doo content. Um, it did, it was it was kind of like crowded with a lot of other um, Hanna Barbera cartoon stuff, which I think was the main complaint. I personally like that part of it, but eh, all that to say, I enjoyed the first Scoob and would have liked to see what they were gonna go with. So its sequel getting canceled disappointing. And Batgirl, man, it lo- the, the 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 promo shots looked like really good. Leslie Grace, um, who's most well known these days as playing Nina in uh, in the Heights, was going to be. Is that really what she's most well known for these days? Yes, I would say. Damn, for real? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she was like, I think this would have been like, a, like, like huge, but uh, it's not happening. And I didn't know this until I got the cancellation, but apparently Michael Keaton's Batman was going to be in that movie too. I'm like, what? So is this like a sequel to those movies? Like, what? what? <laughs> well, I guess we'll never know now. <laughs> it's it's uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm in the point where I'm just trying to like recover from these cancellations because the... The, the the one thing that I'm like holding on to is like maybe they would have been maybe these movies would have been bad maybe that's the reason why <laughs> like with the background movie they were like the the the, the PR speak was like the film was not in a place that we felt comfortable about and therefore we're axing it I'm hoping that means they looked at it as like wow this isn't gonna be good let's just stop let's just not do this um so that's that's where I'm just gonna hold on to I guess. It'll be, uh, no, every, every time I get upset, I'm just going to be like, it's such a big been, loss. They would have been bad. How much did you already pay for the work? You the movies were oh, done. Apparently, the, basically. apparently you paid less than it would cost to release them theatrically and fail. Kevin, do you guys, Which, remember, do you guys remember this movie called the interview? Never heard of it. Oh, Kelly, Kelly knows. knows. Yes. <laughs> so the interview was this movie that was done by James Franco and Seth Rogen. It's like a comedy movie, basically, where they're trying okay, to like yeah, in, in, interview, I know. yeah, Kim Jong Un, and like that movie uh, was not then it was not going to come out theatrically. So they just dropped the whole movie on YouTube, like just like one day. I gathered my friends together. We just watched it one evening because it was just there. So like, all right, we're just gonna watch it. It's an okay movie. I think it got more hype just because it was like. It's like, oh, they didn't let them yeah, put it in theaters. We're going to watch it on YouTube. That'll show them. And I was like, it's an okay comedy movie. I got a few laughs out of it. But <laughs> I, that's all I'm thinking about. Like, I, like <laughs> I've seen some memes of people online being like, oh, someone's going to steal the hard drive of the movie and just upload it to YouTube. 
Wait, of what? These movies? Yeah, I was like, that's not gonna happen. Honestly, it'd be, it'd be funny like, if it did, though. Some, just get some leaker to leak it on YouTube. We'll all watch it. It's fine. We, we were gonna watch it on streaming fine. services anyway. We were gonna be at home watching it anyway. Just just do it. Oh, it's I would have I would have seen Batgirl in, in theaters, but you know that's just me. Well, it's better to see it at home than not see it at all. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll see however I can get it. So I've got two more things to discuss with you guys before we end. The first one is that The Last of Us 2 is one of the greatest games ever made, not according to me, but according to the Russo brothers. Uh, the Avengers Endgame directors praised two of Naughty Dog's IPs. This is from Games Radar, written by Hope Bellingham. Uh, the Russo brothers have praised Uncharted and The Last of Us, calling the latter of the two one of the greatest games ever made. In a recent video with IGN, whilst promoting the pair's recent Netflix film, The Gray Man, Anthony and Joe Russo were asked to rate chase scenes in video games two of which were from Naughty Dog's back-of-catalog games, including Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and The Last of Us 2. Talking about the scene in Uncharted 4 where Drake and Sully help Sam evade shoreline mercenaries, Joe Russo likened the chase to the opening of the James Bond film Skyfall from 2012. Mm. The director then said, I would say that Uncharted is one of the best action gaming franchises of all time. <clears throat> they also judged scenes from Resident Evil Village, Crash Bandicoot 4, and It Takes Two. However, um, <clears throat> when it came to The Last of Us, uh, Joe Russo said, this is one of the greatest games ever made, The Last of Us. Uh, discussing Abby's narrow escape from the beast, Joe adds, this is a page out of, a Steven Spielberg's, uh, out of Steven Spielberg's playbook, which has got to be good to hear for the team at Naughty Dog. So yeah, like the Russo Bros apparently think that uh, The Last of Us Two is the best game ever made, and uh, now I see why I don't like some of the uh, Avengers movies because we have very different opinions on. It was a great game, but uh, story-wise, I hated it, and I hated lots of decisions that were made that didn't make any sense to me. So now I see why I don't like some of the Avengers movies. Uh, does anyone want to comment on that before I move on to the last story? Yeah, I do have. Um, so. Basically, were they just like shown these scenes, and they just didn't actually play them? They were just like shown like chase scenes or escape scenes, stuff like that. That's what it you seemed. just broke up a lot for me, but it might be me. Uh, I was just saying, like when when they said, the yeah, I think it's me. Yeah, you sound fine. Yeah, if it's just the scenes, like the chase scenes or whatever, like okay. Yeah, um, because that's what I'm wondering. Like, what like. Here's the thing. I have not personally played Uncharted games, um, but The Last of Us games, like, I, I very much enjoy them. I, I very much enjoy both 1 and 2. Um, but, like, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, like, I certainly wouldn't say that they're, oh, dang, Jarrell just got completely cut off. <laughs> well, let me finish. Jarrell? He will, he will return to us in time. Let me just check something real quick. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to finish my thought and then, like, uh, we will talk about something else until he returns to us. Um, oh, no, he's coming back. He is returning to us. Bear with us, uh, video watchers and audio listeners, as uh, he returns to us in due course. And he so did not return to us. Brandon but... jinxed it. What, what did I do? I did nothing. <laughs> I was responding to his query. He jinxed it. Just continue talking like nothing's happening. The okay. listeners come out. It's too late. The, the whole kayfabe has been ripped apart. But I will keep talking to him. Maybe he can just edit this whole part out. Yeah, so with Last of Us Part 2, like, it's, it's a very good game. Like, that in the, in the first game I, I quite enjoy. But, like, the chase scenes, like, 
I don't really know Last of Us for its chase scenes. I do, I like I've seen enough uh, videos of Uncharted to know that's like very much meant for its like chase scenes or whatever. The Last of Us Part Two, like I think the one chase scene that he's referring to is like something that happens kind of like late in Abby's version of the story. Abby's story. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty good chasing. I identify it as more of like a boss fight personally, but uh, all that to really say is like I think. <laughs> The action scenes are just, like, one aspect of these games. And it really feels like, just to see, like, the they're very cinematic games. Like, if these people haven't actually, like, played games and are just, like, watching for the cinematics of it, then sure, no, I think uh, Uncharted and The Last of Us are about as top-notch as you can get in terms of just cinematography and video games. Like, that's, I don't think that's up for the bait, even if you're not a big fan of the story. It's just, like, there's more to it than Jarell may fight you on that for Final Fantasy. <laughs> Well, it's a. Di- I think it's a different kind. Like for like like I think it's a different kind of thing because like with Final Fantasy, you know that's that's a beautiful visual. Oh no, I think so. <laughs> oh man, uh, Final Fantasy is like beautiful as hell, but it's like very much in a ja- Japanese like style to- storytelling. Well, this is more like Western storytelling when you get with like uh, Uncharted and The Last of Us, which I think is something that the Russo brothers might value more as you know American filmmakers. I think. I just feel yeah. like like if they were to like watch like I don't know like the, a really powerful scene from like say Tales of Arise or Xenoblade, they may not value it as much as some of the performances they see in like a Western game. That's just because that's just due to like the different taste in like uh, media, I suppose. Yeah, I think they're looking at it through like that filmmaker lens, whereas we all know that they're not comparable media. You exactly. know, I mean they're they're comparable entertainment like time wise, but. In that case, a game would always win. You can would get way more value out of it. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really think that they're like necessarily comparable. But yeah, if you're looking at it through a video game or a film lens, I think they're probably right. But then, like at the same time, like if you're talking about a chase scene, I mean, any chase scene in like Alien Isolation would be like amazing. I guess that's already in a movie that doesn't really count. Yeah. But there are, like, a lot of games that have chase scenes. Maybe they just um, were looking at, like, these bigger Last of Us Uncharted titles. Like, certain scenes from them. I don't know what the setup for this was. Yeah, maybe they were only shown, like, a group of games. That's that, yeah. See, that's what I was so. wondering. I was like, are, if they're only, like, being shown, like, like, are you being shown these cookie-cutter scenes from, like, different games that would, like, appeal to filmmakers? And what's your favorite among these? That's like no contest. Like, Crash Crash Bandicoot is beloved for a completely different reason than The Last of Us is. Like, like that's yeah. like that's like let's that's just not even a fair comparison. If you put a filmmaker, it's apples tell, to oranges at that point. Exactly, it's apples to oranges. Like, like a lot. Of, like, I mean, there's obviously people who care about the Crash Bandicoot story, but it's not its main focus. It's the gameplay and the characters that you see in that were Last of Us. Its main focus is the story and the gameplay. Is just kind of like a component to it that I mean, a lot that is it's good. Like, people don't like Last of Us just because it tells a really good story, they do like the gameplay. But most people comment about how the the storyline and is very like um well done and how it feels like a film, which I guess now is why we're getting those uh Last of Us series on on HBO. And I wonder how that's gonna go now with this all this uh merger stuff. It's a scary time to be an HBO fan now, I, I must say. Because if if something can get, I am if some- honestly surprised with what they're doing to HBO Max and just removing content. 
because I thought that was one of the better streaming services out in the it, streaming. It is it, it, like HBO Max and Disney Plus are like my two most used uh, streaming services right now by by a long shot. Um, but yeah, no, if 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 two film two theatrical films could get cut out when they're that deep into production, um, I don't think anything is safe now. But you know that's not important. Who cares about this dark future? Because you know it's a bright future. Jarrell is finally back on the video. <laughs> Guys, I'm we get to so see his sorry. wonderful face. I don't know what happened. It said that my video was not connecting, or my my Discord call wasn't connecting. It said RTS connection issues. I don't know what that means. All I know is my internet was still on. It's so, okay. I don't know. We held I blame Discord. We had, we had, we held the fort while you were gone. I appreciate you guys. And to answer your question, I don't know. However, I'm pretty sure they uh, were just shown different clips of video games. That's what we um, figured. Yeah. While you were gone, we were just kind of okay. we were kind of picking up the pieces and working it out. Was like, <clears throat> yeah, that must have been what happened. All right. Well, the final uh, news piece that I have since I was gone so long, I'll just move on. Is that um, uh, Wesker, supervillain Wesker, <laughs> is coming to Dead by Daylight. Uh, Resident Evil Project W will introduce Rebecca Chambers. Ada Wong and Albert Wesker as playable characters in Dead by Daylight. Let's go more. We're getting Attack on Titan. We're yeah. getting uh, 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 Resident Evil. We're, we're mixing with already classic horror fi uh, film notable villains. It's I'll, like yeah, uh, Dead by Daylight is becoming the Smash Bros of, of I horror. Am yeah, I was gone again. Oh, you're gone. Wait, you're here. Oh no, he doesn't hear us. Does I everyone think else... I'm gone again. Does everyone else hear me? Yeah. Okay, so it is. Yeah. Jarell. So Jarrell doesn't hear us. Oh no! Oh no! Oh. We can we can hear him. He can't hear us. Oh no. We can um, just I mean, should we just continue? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Can um, we? No, no, I was just I was just gonna say like um, with Dead by Daylight, they really have run the gambit of like a lot of different like classic horror and now they're even you know de delving into modern horror with the stranger things crossover having uh the cast there along with the demi gorgon and and, mm -hmm. and and company so now it seems like they're just going into the neighborhood of like uh eastern media like with like uh we got um armored titan from attack on titan is coming in soon with the uh the the outfits for those characters and now freaking albert wesker from resident evil it really opens doors and i actually am very curious like what they're targeting do. the fan bases yeah they're going they're going they're going beyond like still popular cult pop culture for sure but like they're expanding their their reach to like other horror it makes me wonder i think this is going to upset a lot of silent hill fans but i think pyramid head could be on the table next um as an example what do you mean the, i so, thought he was already in he's already in the game Oh shit! I, I had no idea. In the game. I had no idea. Yeah, he's. Uh, I yeah. don't play. I don't play Dead by Daylight, and I know this. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's already in. How long has Pyramid Head been in? I, I, I a while. I legit. But when I he's been in there for a while. Wow. Probably a year, at least. Yeah. Because yeah. I been in for a while. Okay. I remember. I remember playing that a while ago. Yeah, I have that DLC. Okay. Well. Um. Before I before I embarrass myself further, what uh, notable pop culture characters are currently in Dead by Daylight? To your knowledge, uh, uh, the the girl from The Ring, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Freddy Krueger, Halloween, um, Pyramid Head, um, God, what's the name? The Resident Evil one. God, what's oh, his Nemesis. like? Yeah, it's Nemesis. 
That's um, right. Nemesis you've got okay. the uh, from the God. You've got um. Now, now I'm like done. Uh, Ghostface uh, from Scream, obviously big fan. Uh, so Halloween, I already said that. Michael Myers. Who else? It's Leatherface. Um, there's other ones. Yeah, there's God. There's. Um, I I earlier said Demi Gorgon. They went through a lot. Demi Gorgon, yeah, like, I already like said that. Classic horror. Yeah. So they don't have Jason Voorhees because he was in the Friday the Thirteenth game, and I don't think yeah. he'll ever be added. But sadly, cheer. So I had until you said it. I did know Nemesis was, but it had like slipped my mind entirely. So this is not even the first Resident Evil character they've had enter Dead by Daylight. So this is not even unprecedented. And you also mentioned that, of course, that uh, Pyramid uh, Pyramid Head is already there. So yeah, it really is. It really could be anything at this point because. Um, They've already got. They've already kind of like gone there with some of the horror icons. It just. It just makes me wonder. Like, wonder who could be next. Like, it could. It, it, it could be anything. It could be anything. They have Hellraiser. Like how the? I guess it just how depends on how, you know, they negotiate the use of the character and whether the company is, is willing to negotiate. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, like now my mind is like, but have, they haven't done a Walking Dead crossover yet, have they? No, but there's zombies mm-hmm. in the uh, Resident Evil one, so that's they kind of. Yeah, that's the thing. Walking Dead, it's harder because there's like no big one monster to fight. It's just the zombies that they fight. It'd be if they were to do that. I think it would just go into more like uh, the individual characters, survivors. They could do it based on like the characters from Walking Dead. But yeah, there's like no like uh, killer or monster to like pull from in that show. It's just just zombies. They have Saw, so they have like the pig mask mm-hmm. from Saw, and then they have Ash from Ash versus the Evil Dead. Could they even do that now? Didn't they do like? Didn't they have Evil Dead the game for that? Or is that a different thing? Oh, well, that just came out. Okay. That just came out this year. Hmm. Well, that's about all I know because I don't watch a, whole, a great deal of horror films. I do like those. Uh, yeah. I did watch the last three uh, Jordan Peele films, uh, Get Out, Us, and Nope. Nope was pretty good. Have you seen Nope, Kelly? I haven't. I haven't. There's so many, like, there was, like, a, like, there's been, like, a pretty good, like, lot of horror movies out this year and i just haven't seen any of them okay i haven't really been it's funny because since i rarely go to like horror films when i went to go see nope it's it was like in the dolby which is like the comparable to like i i'm actually saying discord sucks on chat um i was just i was just gonna say that like uh because i'm not used to like going to horror movies like when i went to like nope it was like 20 minutes of like horror trailers and like i know for a fact none of these are coming out to imax or discord you could tell because it's like a really big screen and like for some of those trailers they just like shrunk it to like make it fit into that screen yeah yeah this is not coming out for this format but it's it's here because there aren't aside from like the big like horror films of the year there's not many that come to that format i don't think i guess Unless it's like your your Halloween or your Texas Chainsaw Massacre or what have you. Yeah, I mean, um, the only thing that I'll say about Dead by Daylight is that I really 
the big problem with it is the player base. Like, they're so toxic. I mean, I, I love Dead by Daylight, and I have, like, a lot of the DLCs. I've put a lot of hours into that game. Um, but it's just... I'd like to see them keep adding more things, but honestly, I can't play it on the Steam Deck, which means I don't play it. I mean, that's fair. You know? Well, Jarrell is saying on chat, he's saying sorry that he can't get back in, but he had no more news. So that was it from for me. Um, so I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap this up soon. Is there anything else that any of you would like to speak about? Anything that we did not cover uh, that that strikes out? I'm also going to check our podcast chat real quick just to make sure we got the stiff. I just want to mention something random. Sure. Do you guys remember that game Evolve? I, I do where remember you played yes. a monster against like four people. Vaguely yes, I... remember it. like an asymmetrical monster game. Okay, I I was on Twitch the other day, and one of my fave streamers was playing Evolve Stage Two, which apparently was literally a beta from 2016. That never got made, obviously. I guess it was going to be, like, Evolve 2. Um, so, like, the servers just randomly came back online. Like, this week. So, interesting. I, thought, I thought that was really interesting. And, like, they're, like, playing it, but, like, no one knows why. Nothing's been announced. The servers are just available, and people are playing Evolve Stage 2, which is just a beta. It's not even, like, a game. It's just, like, a beta. Servers just came back online. Maybe they can engage interest. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what's happening. Um, which, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see something come out of that. It could be cool. I thought that Evolve game was really good. It was kind of like that asymmetrical fighting style, which is, I mean, really popular. It's not horror, but it's it's pretty popular. So just random. Yeah. Jarrell's saying, yes, Evolve was like Left 4 Dead or something similar. Um, but speaking of Evolve, I do have one last thing. I won't spend long on it. Um, there was that Pokemon Presents today, and I just, you know, they had their mobile stuff in the beginning. I'm not really going to go into that. For the actual Scarlet and Violet trailer. The Pika trailer, Party. Oh, yes, there is the Pika that's Party. That's I, coming to <laughs> and that's, all I, that, that's all I got was there's a Pikachu Party for Pokemon United and also for Pokemon Masters EX. They're teasing an Ash versus Red battle, and that's about it. That's all yeah. I got. And then after that, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh, Mewtwo's coming back to Pokemon Cafe, so you can cook with Mewtwo if you if you're into that. I I, I guess. <laughs> uh, I haven't played Cafe Remix in forever, but anyway, anyway. Yeah, the Ash and Red. I didn't pick up on that, but I think that's really cool. Um. Yeah, Pika Party and Pokemon Unite. Christy, that event is active. I think as of now, if you want to actually log in for United for the first time in forever to see all the Pikachu's battling each other, if you, that interests you. Anywho, Scarlet and Violet again, real quick. Um. It looks really good. I'm glad it's an open world game where you can go to any other region you want. It's interesting that it's set in like a school. Region is called Paldea, which I didn't realize until our um, former guest and friend Odell Harmon Jr. said that Paldea sounds like Paella because the region's been in Spain. I'm like, really oh, does. oh, wow, I didn't even pick up on that. And now I want some Paella because it sounds really good right about now. But uh, yeah, new Pokemon, Fido, which is a great name for that Pokemon. It's literally a bread dog. Um... It's, uh, and then there's, what was the other one they showed? Sea Titan, that ice whale looking Pokemon. And there was, there was a third one. Oh, the Paldean Whooper. Whooper. I actually like the Whooper. Some Whooper. people don't like. Grayson doesn't look like he sound it doesn't sound Our like he Whooper. likes the Whooper. But I like the Whooper. Anyway. Poor Whooper. Christy. Christy. Balloon Pikachu is back. I know. 
is back with the new terrorization. I, I zoned out by Pikachu Party. I heard Pikachu Party United, and all I was like, oh, I should probably log into Unite for Pikachu for that you, Pika Party. You fell asleep. That's for, about it. You fell asleep after seeing Pika Party when there was more Pikachu news. Oh, Jarrell's back for a second. He's muted, though. Clearly, Pikachu news. Pikachu I lo- don't understand Discord whatsoever. We're, we're about, Pikachu we're news ra- brought him back. <laughs> we're wrapping up anyway. Like, we were just talking about the Pokemon Presents a little bit. I'm just saying I'm going to be excited when, the, you know, the game comes out and we could do uh, travel together in the Paldea region. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Same. Yep. Uh, I have no more to say about that Presents. It looks like nothing really groundbreaking new. It just looks fun. Can't wait. Yeah. Oh, motorcycling on uh, Koridon, Miraidon. Great. Awesome. Can't wait. Or flying on them as well. Legendaries are the... You get legendaries at the, the leg- beginning of the game. The, the legendaries are your ride Pokemon. They kind of did that with Oris too, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, where you got a Latios or Latias really early, and you could just use that to fly around the region. And that was that was a decision, but it was really cool flying around the region like that. I'm glad that's finally coming back, basically, in this game. You can just fly around the region. That's great. I'll take it. Anyway. Ooh, I wonder if you can find flying Pokemon in the air. Okay, I'm done. I'm done for real. <laughs> I have things to say about it, but not tonight. Uh, with that, I think we're good to go before Discord kicks me out again. Um, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Brandon. But a wonderful conversation. I'm sorry that I was missing for the last bit of it at the end because yeah, the Pikachu party brought Jarrell back, so we're I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Um, for everyone. But clearly, I I did a good thing by falling asleep for the rest of the direct after Pikachu party. Wow. <laughs> I did not know you fell asleep through the rest of the direct. However, I'm gonna. I was working, so. Um, same. That I missed it in the beginning because I was working. Um, but that's why I'll have more opinions later. Uh, but yeah, thank you for everyone who listens every week. Thank you for everyone who watches on YouTube later on when we upload it. Um, you guys are wonderful, and uh, thank you to my wonderful co-host. And with that, we'll see you all later. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.